Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. They continue this day according to thine ordinances, for all are thy servants. Unless thy law had been my delights, I should, have then, I should then have perished in mine affliction. I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. I am thine. Save me, for I have sought thy precepts. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I will consider thy testimonies. I have seen an end of all perfection, but thy commandment is exceeding broad. So last uh, couple of weeks we've been in... Um, We've been in the first verse. Let's see if I can figure out how to silence my watch. <laughs> All right. So uh, we've been in um, Psalm 119, verse 89, and the blanks there are God's eternal truth. And Psalm 119, verse 89, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And so we've been looking at the subject of his word. Is that, That's letter A. Is his word is not merely the words of the Christian Bible, but the truth, the truth of who he is and his message to us. Jesus Christ himself is the personification of that message. He is the very image of God's love revealed to mankind. This is the central message of the Word of God. And so we looked at John uh, 1, 1 through 14. (coughs) Excuse me. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Number two, the Word reveals the Lord as both creator and authority of the universe, not man. And we looked at that in Psalm 100 there. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Number two, or I'm sorry, number Roman numeral, why do you say that? Three, right? (laughs) God's word also reveals that same Lord as the prophesied Christ and Savior and high priest to God for man. And so uh, we looked at Isaiah 52 last week, and, uh, and that was 52 through 53. Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? And we looked at the subject of the Lord Jesus is the arm of the Lord. And, and I just I love how that verse says, who, uh, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? God became a man, and that man was revealed to the human race as the Savior and the Christ. And so, so we've been looking at that subject. And uh, number two, which is where we're picking up today, uh, look with me in Acts chapter 2, verse 22. Acts chapter 2 and verse 22. Nice to see you today, Miss Mary. Haven't seen you in a little bit. You've been doing okay? Missed you and the rest of the guys. Well, amen. All right. So uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 22. Um, Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Him being, delivered, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God hath raised up, raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope. Because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, uh, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither did his flesh see corruption. 
This Jesus hath God raised up, whereof we are all witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he hath shed forth this which ye now see and hear. For David is not ascended into heaven, into the heavens, but he, he saith himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand until I make thy foes thy, thy footstool. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. And so this is Peter in the book of Acts. And the, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know if, the, I think this is the day of Pentecost. <laughs> yeah, it was. And so... Um, this is Peter being filled with the Holy Ghost and announcing to the peoples of Israel that were gathered there in Jerusalem that Jesus was the promised Messiah and Christ. Now, the, the, the fact that Jesus was a man among them, they all knew. Jesus was very controversial in his day. And a matter of fact, the religious leaders uh, completely rejected him. The Pharisees, the high priests, they were instrumental in delivering him up to be crucified. They essentially made Pilate crucify Jesus. He was determined to let him go, and several times he tried to, uh, I don't know, wiggle out of it, and they would not let him. They said, if you let this man thus go, you are no friend of Caesar's. How about that? The Jews of Jesus' day pressuring Pilate to be obedient unto Caesar. It's crazy. <laughs> and so anyway, the point is is that Peter, in this, this it's a very succinctly put in, in just a few minutes' time, he reveals that Jesus is the promised Christ and Messiah. At that point, all the people of Israel have to do, because they all know that Jesus was there. They all know that he did many mighty miracles. Nobody denied that. Even the Pharisees and the chief priests, they did not deny that Jesus did miracles. What they did do, however, was reject him as the Messiah. Now they've, they've heard what their leadership has said. Now these men, filled with the Holy Ghost, with fl to flames of uh, tongues of fire over their heads, and these men are being mightily used of God on the day of Pentecost, people are understanding each man in his own language. Many people were gathered. Jerusalem was an international city then and now. And there are all these people here. They're saying, how is it that we all understand in our own tongue? Miracles are happening at that very moment. And Peter is testifying that Jesus is the Christ and the Messiah. Everyone there within the sound of the apostle's voice had to choose whether or not to believe that. It's the same thing that's true today. We are to testify, and I'm, I'm, I, I got ahead of myself last week, <laughs> but, uh, but we are to do the exact same thing today. We're to tell of what the scriptures say, and we're to testify of our own testimony of what Jesus has done for me. Now, every person that is saved here can say that Jesus forgave me for my sins. He made all things new. And, and the Holy Spirit lives and dwells within me. All of God's promises are true. That's what we are meant to testify. And people decide for themselves whether or not they think it's true. And before I get ahead of myself, let me just keep, keep on here. <laughs> So uh, there you see that that's uh, there in the written notes here in verse 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus. So we talked before that the word reveals G uh, the Lord as both creator and authority of the universe. And the word reveal also reveals that same Lord as the prophesied Christ and Savior and high priest to God for man. And so Peter is testifying. Therefore, let all the house of Israel 
Know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. If you had met a Jew on the streets of Jerusalem that day, nobody would have denied that there is a Messiah. Many of them would, and for that matter, if you meet many Jews today, they're not going to deny that there is a Messiah. I know there's a... uh, there's a well-known uh, uh, Jewish man named Ben Shapiro. I don't know if you guys... Okay, he's a very conservative uh, talk show host, and, and he's had many Christians and many people of other faith on his, on his blog or his... Uh, what do you call it? His podcast? Yeah. And so anyway, here's my point. I've heard him say with my own ears that he believes... I, I, I'm probably going to missay this, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he believes that Messiah is a political leader. Now listen, that's that's pretty far out in left field from what we know that the Bible teaches. He's not a political leader. Now he is, he's coming back as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, if you want to call that a political leader, but not until, you know, it is, it is the, the kingdoms of this world are cast down. So here's the point. If you met any Jew on the streets of Jerusalem, none of them would have denied that there is a Messiah. People, many Jews today would not deny that there is a Messiah. They would deny that what what comes into question is whether or not Jesus is the Messiah. Remember the Lord Jesus, he asked his disciples, whom do men say that I, the son of, uh, huh? Okay, son of the man I am. Thank you. (laughs) And and they said, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah. Come again. And he said, what? Whom do you say that I am? That's where it comes down to the crux. (laughs) Who do we say he is? And Peter and that boldness, you know, Peter was always quick to speak for, for good and for bad. But Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And, and the Lord Jesus said, blessed art thou, Simon, son of Barjona, for flesh and blood is not revealed this to you, but my father from heaven has revealed this unto you. Yes, sir. Is the Antichrist a political leader? Is that maybe what he's... Well, he, yes. Where he's, where his because is, I mean, he basically he rallies right. the whole world's kingdoms underneath his banner and he's he's a false christ he's a false messiah and he I, does not believe that jesus came in the flesh is antichrist or something like that yeah like i think that. john yeah first john so that may be where his thinking is he's well thinking, the lord jesus said if any man says lo here is christ or there is christ don't believe them <laughs> because the second coming of the lord jesus no man will be able to will miss that nobody will and uh, so, anyway, the, the point is, is that Jesus is that Christ. That's what the apostles said. That's what uh, Peter said that day, and, and all the apostles there were being used of God mightily to proclaim that. And so letter A here in your notes is the work of Christ, his words, miracles, death, and resurrection, witnessed by many souls. We're going to get back to that in a second. Witnessed by many souls and that of his apostles, recorded for us in, in Scripture, all testify that Jesus Christ was sent by God his Father to be the propitiation, we've talked about that a lot recently, the satisfying of the wrath of God. That's what propitiation is. Jesus satisfied God's anger towards all sin and all mankind that has that is sinful. That's That anger of God was satisfied in the person of Jesus Christ who took on the wrath of God upon himself and was punished instead of me on the cross of Calvary. That's what propitiation means. And I use that word because... It's one word that says a lot. <laughs> so he was, uh, Jesus Christ was sent by God his Father to be the propitiation for man's sins. That's Romans 5, 25. And salvation is offered as a free gift to whosoever believes on him. And it's a very crucial point 
because there's a lot of religion in the world, a great deal of religion. There's even a great deal of religion under the banner of Christian. However, anybody that adds to the gospel, they have a false gospel. So if you add any work of your own or any, you know, any doctrine that's not of the Bible, if you are adding to the gospel, then you have a, a false gospel. And so it's very important that we recognize that salvation is by grace through faith alone. By the work of Jesus Christ, God made it possible that anyone and everyone can receive forgiveness of sins and eternal salvation, and they do nothing for it. You can't do anything for it because Christ paid the work of salvation for every man, every woman, so that all that is required of any man on earth today is to believe in Jesus Christ. What the record of, of the Bible gives about who Jesus is, the virgin birth and, and, uh, and his sinless life, and he laid that life down and he took it up again. Those were his own words. He says, no man taketh it from me, but I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it up again. And that's what happened. And again, we're all every man comes back to the point where you either choose to believe that or you don't. It's that simple. And Patrick, are you going to say something? Well, a couple of things. One thing, one way the Pharisees handled it, when they, they ascribed it to Beelzebub, was it? Or, or yeah, when he devil? when he spake, they right. said he, he casted out devils by Beelzebub, the prince of the right. devils. And then he who brings any other gospel than what we right. present to you. Let him be anathema, I think right, is what right. Paul said. Right. <laughs> right. And so uh, the, the, let me just read this. The, the, word of, the work of Christ, his words, miracles, death, and resurrection, witnessed by many souls and that of his apostles, recorded for us in Scripture, all testify that Jesus Christ was sent by God, his Father, to be the propitiation for man's sins, and salvation is offered as a free gift to whosoever believes on him. And so I have uh, this note about the, the witness by many souls. We become one of those witnesses when we testify what Christ has done for us. So if, if anyone here has received Christ, every one of us, when we testify and say that Jesus forgave me for my sins and I'm saved and I'm going to heaven. My wife asked me when we first started dating, you know, I, I said, I'm saved. And she goes, how are you saved? You're not you're not as good a person as I am. And I had no answer. That's the problem that Christians need to be able to say I am saved because of what Jesus did for me. His death and, and burial and resurrection is the testimony that I believe and I testify that's that's how I know I'm saved. And thank God she knows she's saved now too. <laughs> and so uh, uh, so when we uh, we become one of those witnesses, uh, when we say many of the souls, we become one of those witnesses when we testify what Christ has done for us. And uh, now, in addition to that, I have this note, this note that God sends forth his witnesses. And turn with me to Isaiah chapter... 43, Isaiah chapter 43, verses 8 through 13. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 8 through 13. God sends forth his witnesses. All right, Isaiah 43, verse 8. Bring forth the blind people that have eyes, and the deaf that have ears. Remember what the Lord Jesus said many times, he that hath, what? An ear, let him hear. Okay, and so let all the all the nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled who among them can declare this and show us former things. Let them bring forth their witnesses that they may be justified or let them hear and say it is truth. Verse 10. 
Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. I have declared and have saved and have showed when there was no strange God among you. Therefore ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Yea, before the day was, I am he, and there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work, and who shall let it? And so the Lord Jesus said, or the Lord says there in verse 10, Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen. And so I, I've always thought of this as if you think about a witness stand, someone called to bear witness. Say there was a, a car accident and you were one of the bystanders, you saw everything happened, and, and so you're called to the witness stand, and you are there to testify what you saw. In the court of the world, we are, are called by God. We're called as, as God's witnesses. And so the point that I want to make here about this is God sends forth his witnesses. Satan has his witnesses. Now that's a scary thought, thinking about any other way that's being testified of as the way that you should go. Because there's a lot of people following ways. And we're going to talk more about that if we get to it in time. <laughs> uh, but there's lots of ways in the world. Any way that is not Christ's way. The way of Christ set forth by God to save man's souls. We already said, God is ready to forgive any man, woman, or child that comes to him through Jesus Christ. The work's already been done. There's nothing hindering any man alive or any woman or any child from receiving forgiveness of sins and eternal life as a gift. There's nobody on earth that can't be saved because the work's already been done. However, there are many other ways, many other paths where people say, this is how you get to heaven. This is how you get to what? What is the Buddhist say? Is it Nirvana? Is that what it is? The place where is the ultimate place where you can get to. Pastor's nodding his head. I assume that means it's true. <laughs> and, and every other place, there's so many religions. Uh, and, and, you know, the, uh, the Muslims have their faith. The way in which you get to heaven. And their heaven is not a biblical heaven. You know, any place for that. Never mind. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> Brother Patrick. This is just an interesting little thought. Apparently, utopian, you means no or not. Utopia means place. Hmm. So instead of being like a great place, it's like no place. No place. Hmm. I mean, can you well, imagine thinking it's a great place? This right. Is like no place. <laughs> well, and, and that's the point, is that there are many people that, that are many ways that are being propagated as the place you want to get to. You know, if and there's many people that there's all kinds of, the, of philosophical beliefs where there are people that believe this is hell right here. There are people who believe this is heaven right here. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, anyway, uh, the point is, is that God has sent forth his witnesses. And we are those witnesses. Uh, on planet Earth today, if you're saved, you're one of the witnesses. And the thing is, is that we, like, like we've just said, salvation is a free gift. So when God calls us to witness and we don't, does that mean God takes his salvation away because we're not obeying him? No. The Bible is very clear. Forgiveness of sins is a free gift given through the through faith in Christ. God doesn't say, I'll, I'll forgive you, but you got to promise that you're going to try to do your best and live for me. Brother Rob? Yeah, when we get is wood, hay, or stubble, or we get the, right. the jewels or 
Right. That that's what if if you choose to say God says my witnesses, I want you to come forth, then we say, you know, I I don't want to do that. Now listen, before anybody scoffs at that, every day we are often presented with opportunities to witness for Christ. How many of us? How many of the time? And I, I listen. I'm not asking for a show of hands because I don't want to raise my hand to say when I have failed to be the person that God wants me to be. And you're you're the person God wants you to be in what you say and what you do, what you don't do. And don't think for a second here that I'm talking about the do's and the don'ts. Like uh, I, I I don't I don't smoke and I don't chew and I don't run with them that do. <laughs> I'm I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how we are when we are like Christ will be a good witness for him, even if you don't speak. However, if you are not like Christ, and I was thinking about this earlier today, how many times I can look back at my life and I can think of how I was not like Christ. There's, there's moments I would go back, and if I could take them back, I would go back. I, I would grab the time machine and I would go back and I would slap myself silly. Give me an amen there. Come on. <laughs> I would. I, Except here, we're slapping ourselves, you're slapping you. <laughs> I'm not going to send you back to slap me. <laughs> I wouldn't listen to me either. <laughs> anyway, the point is, is that, what is the point? Um, God sends forth us to be his witnesses. There are many other witnesses. Many other witnesses. Matter of fact, I would, I would dare to say in, 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 in a very real way, everybody on earth is a witness whether you realize it or not. Even Christians who are not living for God, they're being a witness. They're just not being a good witness. They're not being someone who is pointing people the way that they should go. Pastor? Even creation's a witness. The what? God's creation. Cre- Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Everything he created, the Bible speaks to, you know, we're actually hit on that verse on Sunday that, you know, the heavens declare the glory of God. Amen. And that's a powerful verse. And the Lord Jesus said, and the, uh, as, as they, they call it the triumphal entry, uh, when the Lord Jesus was coming. I don't know if it should be called that. Or I have no idea. There's a pastor I'm listening to, and he doesn't like that sermon, <laughs> or a preacher. Anyway, the point is, is that as Jesus was coming into Jerusalem, and they were crying, Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David, the Pharisees said, Lord, don't you, Master, don't you hear what your disciples saying? And they said, you should rebuke them. And the Lord Jesus said, if these should hold their peace, what? The rocks themselves would immediately cry out. Now here's, I believe what, listen, it is the Lord and it's, it could very well be that there would be an audible voice. I don't know, but I'm, I think very much that if we should hold our peace, creation, just like Pastor was saying, is a powerful testimony. There have many, been many people that ask, what about, what about the people down in the deepest, darkest jungles of Africa or in the coldest wastelands of Siberia? What about these people who have never heard the name of Jesus Christ? Listen, there are many witnesses in all. There's the witness of creation. There's also the witness of our own conscience, where God gave every man a conscience. And you sin against your own conscience. The Bible also talks about how the people that, that uh, build the, the totems and the false, that they are, the, those, those totems are their own witness that they neither hear, speak, or deliver. They do, they do nothing, and they witness of themselves. I do nothing. <laughs> I just read a verse in Isaiah about how, uh, how God's people, so far from them, so far from him, 
would burn burn something over the fire and eat eat part of what they cooked, and then they take the residue thereof and make it a god. Is is that a good nutshell picture of humanity? You bet it is. How how quickly we fall to the most depraved state. And it's very important that we recognize our own inability to do anything. I appreciate Miss Laurie's prayer for the, the ability to turn quickly to God. Listen, what that is what we all need is the grace to know to turn quickly to God with all of our needs. Now, I, I, and how many of us as Christians turn to God at the as a last resort? <laughs> Everything else has failed. I better pray. <laughs> We should turn to God first and quickly. It's the, it's the, so anyway, back to this thought. If God sends forth his witnesses, the Lord says, Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord. Satan has his witnesses. Man chooses who to believe. Again, many false ways. Many voices proclaiming false ways. And yet our voices are so often meek and quiet. But hey, listen, folk, any voice, any voice that is speaking out for the name of the Lord Jesus is a voice that God can use. Our place is to be willing. God, make me, please. I am, you know, again, Ephesians 6, we've been in for a little while. (laughs) And Paul says, pray for me that I might have boldness. If the Apostle Paul needed to ask prayer for boldness, then we do too. Listen, we feel in ourselves the inability to be a good witness. Anybody else feel that way? Anybody else feel like I am not a good witness? Anybody else feel in themselves the insufficiency to be a good witness for Christ? Listen, folks, in us, that in our flesh, there dwelleth no good thing. That means none of us, not one of us, will be an effective witness without God doing it in us. God opening up our mouths. God giving us a walk. God giving us the victory over sin and our struggles. God is the one who can do all of those things. And he he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Thank God for that. And so um, we looked at uh, at all that in letter A. And then uh, underneath that, an I, underneath A, someone needs to teach me how to read bullets. I don't know how to say it, but letter, huh? Thank you. That's, well, thanks, Fred. Appreciate that smart Alec, smart Alec comment. <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking bad about Fred. He would be the first to, <laughs> to, to own up to that. All right, so letter I underneath letter A, number, underneath number two, underneath letter three, which makes, still makes no sense. Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Mankind hears things like this, he decides whether it's true or not. And so our place is to proclaim it. There is one name given among men whereby we must be saved. That's the name of Jesus Christ. And then, we, you know, often we feel like I have to convince them somehow. I have to be a good debater. That's not true. My job is just like the person on the witness stand. My job is just to say what I saw. I testify. Jesus forgave me for all of my sins. I'm going to heaven someday by his work and by his grace. And I live for him now because I love him and because he told me to to be obedient. So, you know, salvation is a free gift. Obedience is the work of a disciple. God tells his children to obey God. 
walk in his ways. And I like how Solomon put it at the end of Ecclesiastes chapter 12. And Ecclesiastes is a very extraordinary book. And you get the wisest man outside of the Lord Jesus. You get the wisest man who ever walked planet Earth. And he's examined every other path. <laughs> and he says, that one leads to vanity and vexation of spirit. That one leads to vanity and vexation of spirit. That one leads, it might be riches, it might have been you know, entertainment. It could have been any number of things. And he says, there's only one path. Fear God and keep his commandments. This is how to lead a blessed, fulfilled life. A life that has meaning. You know, so many times you hear mankind say, you know, uh, I, I need a life of meaning, of purpose. God gives purpose and meaning to life. When we go searching for our own, we mess it up every time. But when we follow after God, he gives us purpose and he gives our lives meaning. And so uh, turn with me to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. And starting in verse 5, Romans chapter 10, verse 5. Romans chapter 10, verse 5. For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteous, righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise, Say not in thine heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the, deep, into the deep, that is, to bring Christ up again from the dead? But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is, the word of faith, which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed." For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Oh my goodness. I can't believe it's this late. Okay. I got I set my alarm, see that? <laughs> okay, so whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Again, it's the it's the trusting in the message. Yes, sir. More more this pray it to grow with what you're saying. And if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Amen. Otherwise, work is no more work. Where is that? Uh, that's 11.6 in oh, Romans. Romans, thank you. Yeah. Okay, Romans 11.6, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and so it is grace. It is a gift of God. And uh, I think this is probably a, a good place to stop. And that leaves us a couple minutes. Anybody have any thoughts or questions? Brother? Just kind of funny. I was thinking, I don't know where that verse is, and you went to Romans 10, and I looked over to the right, and it was over in 11. Oh, okay. So, anyway. <laughs> Amen. Any thoughts or questions? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So, I, I get the concept, maybe I'm not fully right, and we are just to be witnesses. Mm-hmm. It, it, it basically comes down to being willing and trusting in God. And God gives you the words to say or gives you what you should do or some way, you know, and I, I can't explain it other than to say that God, God will give you the way. God will help you to become the best witness you can be for Christ. And again, sometimes it's, it's words and speaking, but sometimes it's just, that, it's just that's exactly what I was saying. Right. Christ through your life. 
which is what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be a reflection of Jesus yeah. Christ. So it's letting them see Christ in your life without words sometimes. But I think there's times the Holy Spirit doesn't impress on you that you need to speak, right. you need to share. So you just got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading, you know, particularly if you're trying to work with somebody, you know, and you, and you, you, you really want, want them to understand the gospel, but you have to be sensitive leading that you don't, you don't, you don't want to ever cram it down their throat. Right. But at the same time, you don't want to just negate it and never speak right. to the issue because you don't want to cram it down their throat. There's got to be balance. I think that balance comes in just being led by the Spirit. Well, and I think that a lot of us often think, feel like, well, I, I need to be an eloquent preacher or an orator or something like that, and that's not the case. You know, you look at the apostles and God chose him, you know, Peter's and John's and <laughs> and Paul's. He chose different men. And so we don't have to try to be anything. I think that's part of the key is we don't have to try to do anything. What we have to do is be willing that God should use us. Be willing and, and say, God, you know, I think that the, the wisest thing any of us can do is wake up in the morning and say, Lord, Help me to be the person you want me to be today. And I even, I, I think that's there's good scripture for, Lord, put your words in my mouth. And at the right time, give me the boldness to speak. And the thing is, is you and I cannot do anything. Not the least of, of the ways in which to love and serve God are we able to do. Therefore, it is 100% God's work in us. If salvation is 100% the work of God. Serving God is 100% the work of God. Our, our part is simply to being willing to obey, willing to follow God. And, and it says in Romans um, 7 and 8, uh, I can't remember exactly where it is, we yield ourselves either as instruments of the flesh to walk in the ways of the flesh, or we yield ourselves as instruments of God. So instruments like the the utensil or the wrench or the hammer, you know, God has a plan for every one of us to be used of God. And like pastor said, sometimes it's with words and sometimes it's not. And sometimes, and here's the thing that there are many, there are Christians who are quick to speak, but their lives don't match. Now they, they talk a lot about being religious. They talk about being a Christian and I don't know about you, but there have been Christians that I've known that I wish they would just be quiet. Because their lives don't match up with it, and they discredit the gospel. Then there are those, and they're walking with God, and they're quiet because they're afraid to speak. Listen, all of us, all the time, need God to help us. All day long, from, from, from instant unto instant, all day long, every day. And so the, the bottom line, Miss uh, <laughs> Maxine, is that it's, it's God's work. We are just yielding ourselves to it. And, you know, we don't have to, I mean, I know exactly where you're coming from. I feel the same thing in myself every day. You know, I, I, I want to be a witness, but it, I, I find it intimidating, you know. And, and sometimes I see someone, I wonder, does the Lord want me to talk to that person? You know, and <laughs> we can talk ourselves into things. We can talk ourselves out of things. And so the bottom line is we need God to give us the grace to recognize and to follow and obey and, and be witnesses. And uh, I think that when we're willing, God will use us. He will definitely use us. And a lot of times I think people, before God could, we say, I could never do that. And so they don't, they're not open to God using them. The, the key is to be willing. The key is to be willing to be God's witness. Okay, any other, any other thoughts or questions?
going to say, Ms. Maxine, something I struggled with a lot working with a secular company is I'm not really supposed to be talking to people about my religion. I mean, everyone's welcome, but you don't mm -hmm. want to be affecting others with your religion. So um, I struggled a lot with knowing how to witness to that, and I still don't know the right answer, but I can say something that blessed me was the scripture that talks about you're just planting the seeds. Mm -hmm. Some water, some plant the seeds, but God gives the increase. Amen. So... I mean, I was with Wells Fargo for almost four years now, and I can say without ever having to have the sit-down conversation with someone, God gave me ways to witness. Amen. And it, it was a struggle for you. I'm still learning. But it, it's I, still a struggle for me. Yeah. <laughs> it is still a struggle for me. I, 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 I always I always think that people, because, because I preach and I'm such a loud mouth, people probably think I got this down, and I do not have this down. <laughs> I am every day, you know, struggling to to. I mean, to me, it's a struggle all day long in every way to get the old man to not get in the way and to give place that God used the new man. The new man is his work. I, I, there's a verse in First John that talks about how the new man, I, I don't have the verse in front of me in my mind to, to know what exactly what it was, but there's, there's that new man that does not sin. That, that's a concept that still boggles my mind, that God has done a work and created life in me, and that life does not sin. But there's another part of me. That's the old man. That's who I was when I was born. Right up until the day I received Christ as my Savior. That man is still alive. And that's why the Bible says you have to crucify the old man. And the Bible says in Galatians 5, I think we read it last week, that if you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. And so all these things put together mean <laughs> every day... You have to crucify the old man. You have to follow the Lord and follow, follow his leading for your life. And the thing is, it sounds complicated when you try to put it into words. It's not complicated. It's a matter of following the Lord. You know, I love how Ephesians uh, says in 5, I think it is, be followers of God as dear children. Now listen, we don't have to figure this out. God's already figured it out. <laughs> All we need to do is be as children. Be, be loving our Father, serving our and, and following Him. Yes, sir. Um, when, one thing that really struck me when God tells you to witness to somebody and you actively tell God no, mm -hmm. it really home for me when I was in my twenties. I had just got a motorcycle. I had just got my license. Um, my neighbor, I might have told the story. Had a neighbor who invited me to go go to the drag strip. Um, you know, and we had some time. We had to meet up with his buddy, mm -hmm. and we we're at this place waiting for his buddy to show up. God kept talk to him about me. We need to tell yeah. him about me. We had time. We were just sitting there, and I said, no, no, maybe later. Right. Um, we went to the motorcycle place. Storm came. We left um, because the storm was coming. I left early because I was inexperienced. I'm like, I got to get out of this rain. <laughs> I need to hang out. Well, on the way home, he got in a motorcycle accident, and it was horrific because the mother of his child was driving in front of him something. He was racing his buddy that I Oh, my goodness. And as far as I know, he was not a Christian. So God was telling me yeah. to talk to him. I yeah. said no. And that's not something you want to live with. Yeah. So yeah, that just brings it home. And to this day, when God gives me that clear go right. talk, just go talk. Amen. And, you know, the thing is, is you know, the things that, that mean something to us now, you know, as far as the things that compete with living for the Lord— the things that compete with living, they're meaningless in eternity. 
And so again, if you're thinking and walking in the flesh, then all you think about is the things of the flesh. If you're walking in the spirit, God can help you see and think with eternal thoughts and eyes. And that's that's the key to living a, a Christian life is wanting the Lord to be honored and glorified in your life and wanting that more than you want whatever fleshly appetite that we have. So anyway, we'll have to. Stay. Yes, sir. Well, uh, but 54. I'm 52. My son is 54. Okay. And I'll sit at the table talking to him. Dad, look what you did. Right. So I struggle because he's just what I was before. Right. And, you know, I'll get there, Dad. Just give me time. Mm-hmm. I'll get there. I've got plenty of time. Well, if, if you ever think about it and he, he hits you with, Dad, what did you look at what oh, you did? <laughs> but, you know, it, I, my past is, you know, my past is my past. And, and right. thank God for forgiveness and grace. But this is that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is how Christ wants to save you and forgive you, make all things new. I'm a work in progress, and if you get saved, you'll be a work in progress. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. They, they look at you. Yeah. I wasn't saved as well. But, you know, a lot of people who's and I'm not saying this is what your son is doing, but a lot of people, all they're doing is misdirection. That's all they're doing. They're just redirecting. Just need God to touch their soul. Yeah, Amen. Well, and and that's that's true. The whole, Lord does the the work and the drawing, and and he'll he'll do the saving yeah. too. Okay, we better close there. Lord, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for this time we've had. Please bless your word to all of our hearts. Please incline our hearts unto you. Please help us to follow you closely. And uh, we pray for your blessing on everyone here, according to the need and all the prayer requests that were mentioned. And we do pray for our country. We pray for your mighty help and and blessing upon the the those of us who fear you. And we pray for your protection from those of us, those those who do not fear you. And we pray for your help for our country. And we pray for your blessing on us all to get home safe tonight. And we pray for uh, Sarah also and the baby and for all the prayer requests that were mentioned. We do thank you and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all. Amen.